1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Locked on Dolphins, hosted by Travis Wingfield. Your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass.
2: What's up, Dolph fans, and welcome into the Monday, April 22nd edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and as always, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football, though on today's show, it is Mock Draft Monday, my one and only 32-team NFL Mock Draft done for the purposes of finding out which players will be available at Miami's first few picks. We'll go over the Dolphins draft day plan, all nine picks. That's right. We got some trades in there and the plan to use and develop each of those players as well as an alternative mock draft without any trades. But first, before we get drafting, I kindly invite each and every one of you to please subscribe to the podcast on the new Himalaya Podcast app, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast from. Go ahead, subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Follow me on Twitter, at WingfulNFL. Once upon a time, actually 365 days ago, was voted the best follow on the entire Dolphins Twitter platform. Follow the show at Locked On Fins. Check out lockedondolphins.com. I'll have an even more extensive version of this mock draft up on LOD.com by the time you guys hear this podcast. And last but not least, Do yourself a huge favor this week and go back and listen to the Locked On Podcast Network NFL Mock Draft. It's a five-episode, five-hour-long spectacular with experts from every single team breaking down their picks. We have our lead NFL analyst and Matt Williamson, the host of the Locked On NFL Podcast, breaking down the picks and everything that goes into them, as well as our Locked On 49ers podcast host. Brian Peacock. He did a fantastic job as the host of this episode. You have the Draft Dudes Podcast fellows on there, the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast fellows, Locked On College Podcast opinions. It's a great, great show. Five of them all last week. Go check it out, as well as my breakdowns on all the defensive backs, the receivers, and of course, the Dolphins pick at number 13. But without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in to my first and only mock draft of 2019. All right. Hey, that's the wrong sound button, but we're going to go ahead and roll with it anyways, as it is first down here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast, and we're going to start with the NFL draft today and get to the Dolphins picks later on. I want to roll through these first 32 picks and give you a quick explanation of why I made these picks. Now, the reason I did this was because I can fill out names in particular spots all day long and assume that certain guys are going to be available, but one thing you recognize when you do these mock drafts is how quickly names go flying off the board, particularly at the top. Of round two guys that make it down to the second round that probably could have been first round picks they get snatched up so quick and that board just gets erased immediately and that's what I noticed and that's why I made a play to trade up in the second round we'll get to that later let's go ahead and start here Arizona Cardinals Kyler Murray the quarterback out of Oklahoma no surprise there this has been pretty much set in stone for my for my money Since they hired Cliff Kingsbury, it's a no-brainer. He's the next Michael Vick in terms of transcendent talent with running and throwing ability. You guys know how I feel about Kyler Murray. He goes first to Arizona, and I'm forever jealous of the Cardinals. Number two, the 49ers. They take defensive end Nick Bosa. Again, best player available at a huge position of need. This one, to me, is a given as well. Number three, the first somewhat curveball, I think. Some folks will think the Jets are going to take Josh Allen out of Kentucky, but I'm going the next best player available with defensive tackle Quinn and Williams he's gonna wreck shop against us for years I'm sure as all these Jets defensive linemen seem to do over the last several years hopefully Miami can find some interior help and finally deal with a power player like Quinnen Williams at number four that's where Josh Allen does come off to the Oakland Raiders they have a huge need after trading Khalil Mack this makes too much sense an easy pick and that's where things really start to get difficult I think in my opinion as I think there are multiple pathways it can go after these first four picks. And that's where we start with our first trade. As the Cincinnati Bengals come up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it only costs them a second-round pick and a sixth-round pick to make it happen. They go up and get quarterback Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. They need someone to replace Andy Dalton. Zach Taylor's going to have to attach his job to a quarterback sooner or later. And I think the Bengals thinking will be that they're going to win too many games this year to get a crack into the top 10 of quarterbacks next year. I don't agree because I think Zach Taylor is not going to work out there under Mike Brown's Strange operation that he runs over there in Cincinnati. So they get Dwayne Haskins. At number six, the New York Giants come back with defensive tackle Ed Oliver. I just think that Dave Gettleman's going to focus on the offensive and defensive lines in this draft. He might go quarterback later on, but first with Ed Oliver, one of the best players in this entire draft, sitting on the board. They cannot ignore him, especially after trading away Damon Snacks Harrison. Number seven, Jacksonville Jaguars tight end TJ Hawkinson from Iowa. It fits the mold of what the Jaguars want to do. They want to be a power running team, and Hawkinson can help you block off that wide position, that true wide position, and he can help the quarterback Nick Foles in his transition into a new offense or I guess with a new team because it's kind of a similar offense to what he ran in Philadelphia. At number 8, Brian Burns to the Detroit Lions from Florida State. They're going to have to replace Zeke Onsaw and Eli Harold. And Matt Patricia goes with Burns to pair up with Trey Flowers to make the pass rush work there in Detroit. At number 9, the Buffalo Bills take the first offensive lineman off the board in Jawan Taylor out of Florida. He's a rock solid Day one plug-and-play starter at right tackle. The Bills have a huge need at that spot. They already built a track team around Josh Allen. They're going to have to come back here and put some protection in front of Josh Allen, and they do so with Jawan Taylor. Rounding out the top 10, John Elway gets his quarterback. Quarterback Drew Locke from Missouri goes to the Broncos, the third quarterback off the board here in the top 10. And he can talk about Joe Flacco entering his prime all he wants, which is laughable in its own right. if he doesn't draft a quarterback now and Flacco flames out, which he's going to then he's going to get fired. So he has to go quarterback here. It's Drew Locke. That's the future. That's how Elway keeps his job At pick number 11, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come back with a top linebacker on the board and really win the draft so far in terms of getting a second round pick a sixth round pick, moving back and still getting a player at a position of need an elite player at that. They got to replace Quan Alexander. Devin White provides them that replacement Number 12, the Packers take another off offensive lineman, a guy that the Dolphins will look at heavily in this draft. Offensive tackle Jonah Williams comes off the board here. They're going to have to replace Brian Balaga at some point who has missed games in seven out of his nine years in the NFL. And that brings us to pick number 13 with the Miami Dolphins. We are going to take a short break and come back to that pick here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Dolphins Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Winkville NFL and the show at Locked On Fins.
0: Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
3: Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president. Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall legacies will change forever and new goats will emerge follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts and you can listen to alternate routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus
2: How's that for a tease? leaving the Dolphins at number 13 on the board, ready to make their pick. Before we announce that pick, we have to announce the fact that there is a trade coming in as the Dolphins do successfully move off of the 13th pick, and they do so with the New York Giants. And look, I don't agree with this move at all from the Giants' standpoint. I can see why it wouldn't happen because this player, to me, Doesn't even belong on day two, let alone day one, especially in the top 15 of the draft. But every year there's going to be a GM that does things that you think are just asinine. And that's what Dave Gettleman has been doing all offseason long. So with that, after finding Ed Oliver at pick number six and three quarterbacks coming off the board in the top 10, Dave Gettleman wants to get ahead of the Washington football team because they haven't traded for Josh Rosen just yet. And so the Giants jumped the Falcons and Washington to come up and get quarterback Daniel Jones out of Duke. For some reason, they're going to like his game. I don't know what it is about his game that they like, but they think he could be the next Eli Manning. So they come up to take him and get him off the board. And in the process, the Dolphins snag a couple of extra draft picks. The Giants are loaded with draft picks in this particular class. They have an additional third, fourth, and fifth round pick. So the Dolphins pick up pick number 17 to go back from 13, as well as 96 and 133 Picks in the third and fourth round for the Giants to come up and get Daniel Jones, and they move back to the 17th pick. At pick number 14, the Atlanta Falcons take center Garrett Bradbury out of NC State, replaces Alex Mack down the road, can play offensive guard right away. At 15, Washington receiver DK Metcalf. They need to help that passing game big time. They do so here. At pick 16, the Carolina Panthers take tackle Dalton Reisner out of Kansas State. They're going to have to protect Cam Newton, and he plays a physical mauling brand of football. Perfect with what that team wants to do. And we come back to 17 where the Dolphins are on the clock again. And oh my God, they did it again. They traded out with the Houston Texans going down to 23, falling back six spots in the process, picking up picks number 23 from the Texans in the first round and number 87 in the third round for the Texans to go up and make their selection of an offensive lineman to hopefully finally protect the... Deshaun Watson with Cody Ford out of Oklahoma makes a ton of sense for them there. So the Dolphins slide back and have now acquired a third round pick, another third round pick, and a fourth round pick to go from 13 down to 23. At pick 18, the Vikings take Andre Dillard out of Washington State. Go Cougs to fix their offensive line. The Titans at 19, defensive tackle Christian Wilkins out of Clemson, a player the Dolphins are going to be very high on in this class. He teams up with Jarrell Casey to provide some more interior pressure. At pick number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers go linebacker Devin Bush out of Michigan. They need Ryan Shazier's replacement, and Devin Bush is the perfect guy to do that. They get a home run by him falling here to pick number 20. At 21, the Seahawks got to replace that safety production lost by Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas the last two years. So they go out and get the top safety on my board. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he can play the slot. He can play single high. He's a terrific player there out of Florida. At pick number 22, the Baltimore Ravens have a trade as well. The Green Bay Packers come up to get tight end Noah Fant out of Iowa. They need to replace Jimmy Graham, who was pretty awful last year, his one year in Green Bay. And they get it with Iowa phenom Noah Fant. And the Dolphins are on the clock now at pick number 23. And once again, they have... Tra- no, I'm just kidding. They're going to pick right here at number 23. And they're going to take a look at this defensive line class. And they're going to take a player that fits right in line with what they want in terms of their preparation, their love of the game. They prioritize football as their number one thing in life and they're going to go with defensive end Chase Winovich out of Michigan. I know a lot of folks are going to say this is too high for him but I'm pretty certain you can trust me on this. Winovich will hear his name called on day number one. I talked about his preparation and production he has vaulted up draft boards throughout this process. His combine workout was elite. His interview skills were reportedly terrific. Sharp on the whiteboard he can play both the run and the pass he can play multiple positions. Outside linebacker, 7 technique, 5 technique he checks every box the Dolphins want in a player they get a huge boon right here and they pick up 3 more draft picks how can you hate on this selection we go to pick number 24 in Oakland let's go rapid fire here it's going to be receiver Hakeem Butler out of Iowa State. He goes to Oakland to team up with Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams. 25, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to take safety Nasir Adderley out of Delaware. Philly adds a valuable, versatile safety in Adderley there with range and coverage skills. At 26, the Colts go defensive end Rashawn Gary, who slides this far down the draft. I just don't think the NFL is going to be as high on him because the production never matched the traits that he has. But he still will go in the first round based on those traits. And Chris Ballard knows value when he sees it and this helps them transition more from a finesse team a couple of years ago into the bully that's going to contend year in and year out in the AFC South. The Raiders come back on the clock for the third time here and take cornerback Byron Murphy out of Washington, a very, very instinctful player that can drive out of zone coverage and play some man coverage as well. At pick 28, the LA Chargers select Dexter Lawrence, the defensive tackle from Clemson. They need interior defensive line help, and he is a massive, massive player with plus athleticism who I think could get even better at the next level. Pick number 29, Kansas City Chiefs. They take the first, second cornerback rather off the board in Greedy Williams out of LSU. They need guys to take the football away. That's who Greedy Williams is. At pick number 30, the Ravens, after trading back with the Green Bay Packers with a pick that originally belonged to the New Orleans Saints, They take the defensive lineman, Jeffrey Simmons, out of Mississippi State. They're going to put some resources back into that defense after losing multiple guys, and they're going to redshirt Simmons for a year. This front office is comfortable in their position, so they can afford to make that move and get Simmons for five years on that rookie deal. Pick 31, the LA Rams don't have a center, so Eric McCoy out of Texas A&M comes off the board in the first round here, and at pick 32, another player that slides because of a deep defensive line class, it's Cleveland Farrell out of Clemson, the defensive end. He goes in and replaces Trey Flowers for the New England Patriots. And this draft in particular leaves a lot of names left on the board the Dolphins will be interested in. Montez Sweat, as you'll recall, falls this far down the draft. I actually have him going pick 33 to the Arizona Cardinals. But with the Dolphins having draft picks in hand, they now spent number 23 on Chase Winovich. They have picks 36, 78, 87, 117, 133, 152, and a pair of seventh round draft picks. And with the board shaping up the way it did, with the offensive line picks coming off as fast as they did, the Dolphins strike their third trade of this draft to come up with the San Francisco 49ers at pick number 36. It cost them 48, the second round pick to come up, as well as pick number 96, the one they got in the Giants trade. So really all it costs them is to trade back with the Giants to make this move happen and to go up and get the top offensive lineman remaining on the board. Some people's top offensive guard on the board out of Boston College, Chris Lindstrom. The Dolphins have spent a lot of time with Lindstrom. This draft process with a 30 visit at the Combine at his pro day. They love this player. It's Brian Flores' alma mater. He fits an exact need at right guard. He started 47 games there at right guard. He's a mauler, a technician, a leader, a guy that's going to pound his chest after he drives you into the ground. I love this option. I think he's going to be very, very high on the Dolphins board. And I thought he might play left guard for the Dolphins because Chris Reed can play right guard. But Chris Reed started camp at left guard. Jesse Davis, the lone 16-game starter last year at right guard, has his job put in immediate jeopardy, though he can slide out to the right tackle spot and put Zach Stirrup Back on the bench. In the third round, the Dolphins come back at pick 78. This is one of their organic picks. One of their own picks. Safety Darnell Savage out of Maryland. He is that alpha mentality. The guy that prioritizes football. Plays the game at 100 miles per hour. And he can shift the temperature of a locker room just by his personality. He has explosiveness to showcase more range than what we saw at Maryland. But he's best when he can drive out of his position in zone coverage and lay the wood Rob the underneath crossing routes and play the hook zone, all that fun stuff that Rashad Jones does. And that's why he's your long term replacement. For Rashad Jones, Brian Flores is going to operate three safety packages 60% of the time. The Dolphins' third safety right now is TJ McDonald. I don't like him in that role. I think they try to find a way to move on from him this year, move on from Jones next year, and then we'll have Fitzpatrick and Savage with another need in 2020 as a third safety to fill Jones' role when he vacates. But Darnell Savage is a guy that comes in and changes the way your locker room operates the minute he gets there. And before our last break here, let's go ahead and round out our second, third round draft pick and finish up day two on the Locked On Dolphins Dolphins seven round mock draft. This is it. I've been doing this for months now. This is the final mock draft. We've got Winovich. We've got Chris Lindstrom. We got Darnell Savage. And now we add reinforcements to the interior defensive line going with Tristan Hill from the University of Central Florida. He started just one game last year, even though his tape is dominant time in and time out. He is an interior pocket Collapser with tremendous quickness. He will have to refine his hand placement and technique, but that's a project well within Marion Hobby's wheelhouse, the defensive line coach for the Miami Dolphins. He comes off the bench initially and operates as a sub-package interior rusher because his refinement, we're going to get that built up over a year, but in the interim, he can still rush the passer from the interior defensive spot. I think by 2020, you could have a beefy defensive line, your three down lineman technique, with Devon Godshaw, Vincent Taylor, and Tristan Hill, and just be good to go and add rotational bodies beyond those guys going forward. So that's it. Tristan Hill backs up Darnell Savage in the third round to go with Chris Lindstrom and Chase Winovich. I feel great about rebuilding this team right here so far. We're going to come back with several more picks here on day three, as well as an alternative mock draft that doesn't include any trade downs for the Dolphins. We'll get to that next here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Dolphins Podcast at Wingfield NFL. At Locked on Fins. Hey guys,
3: it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or... Could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors, Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.
0: This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover,
2: Books and finding players at this juncture of the draft is pretty much throwing at a dartboard because who the hell knows who is going to be available at these particular spots. We're taking our best guesses here in the Locked On Dolphins podcast one and only 32-team mock draft extravaganza. We went over the entire first round in the first segment of the podcast. You can find the draft as well as all the explanations for all the players and its entirety up on LockedOnDolphins.com, as well as all of our other written content. And again, go back and check out the Locked On Podcast Network NFL Mock Draft spectacular five-episode miniseries. It's fantastic. I am on that episode. I think eight times. One with the Dolphins pick and seven more times breaking down receivers, cornerbacks, and safeties in the class that were picked by my esteemed colleagues. But let's go ahead and jump back into this Dolphins mock draft because this is a Dolphins podcast and you're listening to the podcast to get your Miami Dolphins daily fix. I get that. Let's roll on here. Pick number 117 in the fourth round, outside linebacker Justin Hollins out of Oregon. This is a guy I've had circled for a long time, basically since Kevin Dern told me to keep an eye on him. He was a beast at the East-West Shrine game. His tape is up and down. He doesn't bend as well as you'd like him to as far as an outside rusher and the way he can get off the edge and get after the quarterback, but he does have the length to kind of hold guys off with that one-arm stab and to dictate the pace of the play on the outside zone or inside zone as it flows to his direction. He serves as Kiko Alonso's replacement in 2020, but in the interim, he can slot in as the Dolphins' fourth linebacker this year and use the rookie season to develop some nuance as an edge rusher because his length and explosiveness makes him a prime candidate to be a staple linebacker in this defense going forward in 2020 and beyond. In the fourth round, again, we have more picks because of the trade downs. The center out of Georgia, Lamont Gilliard. He is a great option to compete with Daniel Kilgore this year. He's a pure power player who has shown some flashes in terms of getting out in space and climbing to the second level as a second level blocker. I think he needs some more development in that area and that can be the plan this year. Look, you don't have to get guys on the field because you're not worried about winning games right now. So you can just develop players and take guys with elite physical traits. To me, that's Gilliard. To me, that's Hollins. That's Savage. That's Lindstrom. All these guys we're talking about can develop into great fantastic players long term that's the plan here in the fifth round we come back with a Washington State Cougar I've had him at the spot for I don't know how long now forever number 152 running back James Williams you guys know by now he caught more footballs than any running back in college football last year he can come in and play that third running back role this year because the Dolphins don't really have a third running back and the Patriots if we're going off their model under Chad O'Shea they run a lot of running backs through that offense he runs the full route tree he's a loose in the open space and in the screen game and he can contribute on special teams as well and possibly replace Kenyon Drake if he is not re-signed in 2020. Miami does not have a sixth round pick because of the Ryan Tannehill trade but they come back in the seventh round with a pair of players on back-to-back picks. Cornerback Derek Beatty out of Kentucky he's a sure tackler and loves to hit. He has a role on special teams the minute he is drafted. Probably won't become much more than that in his career. But in the seventh round, who really cares? In the way Walt Aikens has become a special teams ace for the Dolphins, he was, I believe, a fifth-round draft pick, maybe even a fourth for the Dolphins a few years ago. And then the, after that, the Dolphins come back with wide receiver Penny Hart out of Georgia State. He really blew me away at the senior bowl, but he comes down to the seventh round because he ran so poorly and his workouts after that at the Combine, his pro day, were not spectacular. That's why he's on the board right here. He gives you insurance beyond Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant. Two guys coming off of injury, and he backs up Grant as the return specialist behind him in year number one. So those are the picks. We're going over it again. Chase Winovich, Chris Lindstrom, Darnell Savage, Tristan Hill, Justin Hollins, Lamont Gilliard, James Williams, Derek Beatty, and Penny Hart. A receiver, a cornerback, a running back, a center, an outside linebacker, a defensive tackle, a safety, an offensive guard, and a defensive end. I feel like I hit all the needs across the board there. I'd like to see a cornerback, maybe even another safety into that mix. The Dolphins do need more defensive backs. But we can handle that in the UDFA process as Miami will be busy on priority free agent signing day. And real quick, before we get out of here on mock draft Monday, I want to offer an alternative mock draft that is free of trades. And you look at this draft and to me, if the Dolphins don't trade back, there are going to be, you're going to be mad because there's going to be positions of need that got left they, they were ignored if you don't trade back because there's just so many needs that you can't satisfy all those needs with only the seven picks the Dolphins have. So we go like this. At pick number 13, defensive tackle Christian Wilkins out of Clemson. I think Miami is going to be very, very hot on him. Probably more in a trade back but I can see him being the pick at 13. In the second round, Virginia safety, Juan Thornhill. He gives you that Daron Harmon immediately. That's third safety that can play right away and take over as a 100% snap taker in 2020. In the third round, offensive tackle, Chuma Adoga. I think he could start at right tackle right away out of USC. He's a good looking player. I stuck with Justin Hollins in the fourth round. In the fifth round, I came back with safety out of Kentucky, Mike Edwards. Again, another potential replacement for Rashad Jones. You can go Mika Fitzpatrick, Juan Thornhill. Hill and Mike Edwards in 2020 as your three safeties. And the seventh round, I kept it the same with Derek Beatty and Penny Hart. So those are the mock drafts. There's about 3,000 words up on LockedOnDolphins.com explaining all these picks the plan to develop those players, where they slide into their immediate role and long-term role with the Dolphins, as well as explaining all 32 picks of my mock draft, again, up there on LockedOnDolphins.com. It is purely about the draft this week. I'm going to find more content like sleepers to keep an eye on, potential gold jacket players will do another mailbag. I think I'm going to have Ian Wharton, maybe Brandon Howard on the podcast. We're going to be pumping out content for you guys this week, getting you ready for the draft. And of course, at the end of all Of this on draft weekend. Thursday, when you wake up, you'll have a podcast previewing the entire draft from a Dolphins and NFL perspective, looking at the biggest storylines and what Miami might do as we get more information over the next couple of days, Thursday night after the draft concludes, we'll have a full detailed article. You guys want to go back and check out last year's write-ups on these draft prospects. I promise you, nobody will give you more detailed comprehensive coverage of each of these picks. I'll have it written up on lockedondolphins.com and as soon as the draft concludes, I should be able to publish a podcast that goes over round 1 and previews day 2 and then on Friday after the draft as well. We'll have the same thing, two more written pieces on draft prospects the Dolphins took off the board on day two, as well as a day two recap and a day three preview on the podcast immediately after the draft on Friday night. And the same thing again on Saturday. We'll go ahead and look at the entirety of the draft, set the Dolphins roster for you guys. As soon as you're done watching the draft, you're going to have Locked On Dolphins podcast and content up on LockedOnDolphins.com because... That's what I do, baby. I pump out content for you guys. I work at this job all the time. I love providing the content. I promise you nobody else is doing that. But we do it here at Locked on Dolphins and LockedOnDolphins.com. But with that, I think it's a great time to get out of here for the show and call it a show. If you guys have a smart speaker or Bluetooth capability in your car, you can pull up the podcast right away. Just say play Locked On Dolphins podcast for the latest and greatest on the Miami Dolphins football team. Also, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on the new Himalaya podcast app. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at Wingful NFL. Follow the show at Locked On Keep up to date on the Daily Dolphins blog over at LockedOnDolphins.com. You guys have a great rest of your Easter Sunday or Monday, depending on when you heard the episode. We'll be back on Tuesday for another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football. Fins up.